Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Today, we're going to help you to plan your training business year for 2019. The time of recording this episode is December 2018. So if you've not already done so, the end of Q4 is the perfect time to celebrate 2018, the victories and the tough lessons we've all learned this year, but also to think about your approach for 2019. This is episode 20 of the podcast. You're very welcome. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Welcome again. My name is Mark Garrett-Hayes, and this is the show for training business owners all around the world. The goal of the show is to, well, it's very simple, actually, it's to help you to learn more, to earn more, and to grow your training business. Now, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, uh, today we're going to focus on helping you to plan for 2019 to set your training business up for success. And to do that, we're going to focus on four things today. But before we come to those, the most important part we do first, which is a review or a retrospective of what we've learned in 2018. So that kind of sets us up for what we need to do differently or continue doing or start doing in 2019. The good news is that there's a worksheet accompanying this episode. And the link to this is provided in the show notes to this episode. So please feel free to download a copy and to use this as we go through these different things today. You ready? Okay, so I'm going to presume that you've downloaded this. If not, please feel free to pause to go and download your copy of the podcast worksheet and to then simply sit back or listen and then work. It's up to you how you do this. Maybe listen first of all, and then go back through the episode again the second time with the worksheet in front of you. So the first thing we're going to do today is what we'll call a retrospective on 2018. Now, as a trainer, as a coach, as a training business coach, I'm going to work through this with you, and I'm going to give you a series of questions, not answers, but questions which you need to perhaps reflect on and answer yourself, maybe alone, maybe in conjunction with your co-owners of the training business, or maybe just bring in some people, uh, maybe clients, do a 360 evaluation and think about the answers to these questions. So these are the kinds of questions which I would ask myself, and I think they'll help you to gain some perspective for what's happened this year, what you've learned, and how you're going to approach 2019. Okay, here we go. The first thing to do is to ask yourself what worked well. Did you onboard new clients? Have you hired new trainers? Uh, Did you run any training boot camps to take new trainers into your team? What worked well? Did you win new business? Uh, Which relationships developed or blossomed? And which ones didn't? And maybe have you an idea why that is the case? Um, Where did most of your training business come from in 2018? Were they from online bookings? Was it as a result of networking, going to events, meeting people? Was it as a result of referrals from industry partners or maybe from simple testimonials, people who've been through your programs and like them so much they're willing to evangelize about them and refer people to you? Which products or 
courses earned you the most in 2018? Um, for example, sales, leadership, presentation skills. Maybe if you're an IT training business owner, was it something to do with programming, AutoCAD, or some language which is currently hot? Were there perhaps any surprises? Were there things that you thought would go well, but maybe didn't sell in 2018? In terms of your sales, breaking it down, were they from products and services in class? Were they provided remote uh, via the web? Or maybe they were self-directed e-learning products, which you developed and have for sale online through a range of channels. Which marketing activities generated the most leads for you in 2018? Were they online? Um, online marketing activities, which we'll come to, for example, things like uh, social media advertising. Uh, were they offline things, maybe through networking events or conferences? Were they the result of ads or some kind of publicity? Uh, were they referrals? And on the topic of referrals, you can listen to episode three, which is an interview with Andy Lapota, where he talks about, in his book, uh, Referred, all about how to get referred and to generate referrals for your business. So that's a key thing to work on, to think about the kinds of people whose relationships with you can be leveraged in 2019. What was the competitive landscape like for you in 2018? Was it harder? Was it easier? Or was it much the same compared to 2017? Which clients gave you the most business? Um, were they local? Were they national? Were they international? Um, and did the business from these clients increase or decrease year on year between 2017 and 2018? Now, <clears throat> the tough stuff. Did you lose accounts this year? Do you know to whom you lost those training accounts? Have you an idea why? What was the winner's or your rival's competitive advantage, what we sometimes call in sales an unfair competitive advantage? Was it relationship-based or product-based? What was the reason for that? Did you do a post-mortem to learn from a process whereby maybe you didn't win the business this time, but nonetheless, you've won the lessons from that process. Have you written them down? Have you gone through them with your sales team? If you're a solo business owner, training business owner that is, are you clear on what you need to do differently next time? Which clients can you let go to grow? In other words, are there clients um, who simply just, you know, do your head in? Literally, they're the kinds of people who are hard work. Um, if you have them on your books, you find yourself spending a lot of time and maybe your team find themselves spending a lot of time dealing with them and maybe for not much return. So that's something else you might want to think about in 2019. Are there clients you can actually let go in order to be able to grow and to win you clients, clients who I would imagine will be much less work and of much more value to you than some of the clients you currently have? Now that's tough love, but that's stuff you need to really ask yourself. How much of your revenue depends on specific clients. What happens to your business model if one of those folds uh, or let's say one of them decides to award business to your rival? It does happen. It can happen. It has happened to me and it's always good to have some kind of strategy or plan to hedge your bets just in case this happens. What were the top three lessons you learned from 2018 for your training business? 
uh, were there particular geopolitical events which affected you? I'm thinking of Brexit in the case of the EU right now. And maybe GDPR, that's the General Data Protection Regulation introduced by the EU this year, had some bearing on how you store client data and how you marketed them. Did you see this coming? Were you well prepared? Is there anything like this on the horizon in 2019? And as the last part of your review, where did you have the most fun in 2019? Are you still enjoying running a training business? Are you positive about 2019? Because if you are, your clients, your team, and new prospects will always pick up on this. People want to deal with people who are positive, optimistic, and feel that they've got a plan for the future. Okay, how does that sound? So that's the retrospective on 2018. There are just some questions which you could ask yourself. Think about those. Maybe you want to add to that list and maybe reflect on those with your team. Okay, so let's get down to the four things to help you to plan for 2019. Why four things? Well, a bit like the analogy I used in episode 15, think of it like a table. Your strategy is a table. It has four legs, and in the absence of one of those legs, something's going to fall down. Right, so the four things are, number one, revenue goals. Number two, marketing goals. Number three, relationship goals. And number four, investment goals. Why not more? Why not five or six things or seven things? Well, the answer is honestly, you you could put together a list of seven things, maybe nine things, maybe 20 things. But I think four is a nice number. So let's just stay with four today for the sake of this episode and keep things simple. You can always add to this and expand upon these things uh, over time. So number one is revenue goals. Let's dive into this now in detail. What are your revenue goals for 2019? And it comes down to two things in my mind. Number one, increasing profit. And number two, reducing costs. Very simplistically, increasing profit. And number two, reducing costs. Let's look at profits first of all. Ask yourself, can you scale up what worked in 2018? Can you add new products? Can you add new courses? Are there new trends or demands from the marketplace which are maybe giving you pause for thought and thinking that it's time to reevaluate the library of training material you have? And of course, perhaps uh, reevaluate what's on your website and in your brochure. And something which um, really came on my radar in 2018 was the number of times I was asked about provision of leadership and or diversity training. They're just two topics which came to my mind in the training or management training space in my business. So maybe you should ask yourself the same thing. Are there particular trends which emerged in 2018? And what does research, if you can conduct it by accessing online data or maybe conducting some primary surveys with your audience, finding out what are their needs or what do they see themselves spending money on in 2019? And when you've got these goals for generating revenue, ask yourself, are you clear in this? Have you written it down? And have you shared this with your team? I'm reminded of my working experience whilst working for a company in Philadelphia and how every single week without fail, the owners came on the floor and addressed everyone, telling them how they were doing that week in terms of revenue generation, in terms of targets, how close they were to goal. And by really involving the team, 
the team felt that they had some skin in the game or stake in the game. Because as a training business owner, you and or your team should be asking yourselves, how am I doing? Where am I now in relation to my goals? Because if you've got a team, a sales team, and they're on the phones, how can they possibly help you if they don't know what your targets are? Because if you think of it, business is a task which requires multiple heads. And the more opinion we canvas, the more we talk to our customers, we talk to our team, the more we kind of find out what's going on. And from that source of opinion, we can then generate a strategy which works. So involve your team if you've got revenue targets and ask them for ideas as to what they can do or what we can do, you can do to help that become a reality. In this space of revenue goals, let's look at the flip side. Reduce costs. How can you improve or eliminate what did not generate revenue in 2018? Great question. How can you improve or eliminate what did not generate revenue in 2018? It's a bit like spring cleaning, isn't it? Or clearing out those shirts or things you no longer wear. You've got to look at your training product portfolio and say, which things are not selling? Where is there no demand? Maybe I've got to clean these things out and reevaluate what I'm offering because if some things are not selling, they're actually some kind of you know cost to you by trying to push these things when they're not going to be uh, bought, or maybe you're putting out training material, which of course is a cost, and no one's actually interested in those product offerings. Do you need a physical office? Uh, increasingly, many people don't. Many training companies operate a kind of remote model. Is remote working possible for your team? Um, ask yourself. Are your sales team performing? Are particular staff performing? Can you reduce staff costs, low performers especially, without productivity loss? Is it now the time to think about reassessing product targets or staff targets, sales targets for 2019? Have you evaluated current suppliers and maybe reassessed contracts. Are there other providers in the marketplace who could do better deals with you? Um, I'm thinking, in my case, of online. For example, can I reevaluate hosting costs uh, and printing costs? I'm pretty sure I can. Maybe you've got training venues, which could, with a little bit of a push, be a bit more competitive for you. Because, you know, costs out there, if we're clever about them, we can always find alternative suppliers. So don't just take training contracts or supplier contracts for granted. Reevaluate them at least once, maybe twice a year. And now's a good time to do it, isn't it? Okay, so that's the revenue goals for 2019. Just some questions to focus on, how to increase profits, how to reduce costs. Number two is marketing goals. What are your marketing goals for 2019? And this too is broken down into two parts, online, and offline, online and offline. And you really need to have both and to drive both. Let's look at offline first of all. Uh, when I think of online marketing, uh, what comes to my mind would be things like Facebook ads, Google ads. Have you an online advertising channel? Do you know what you're doing? Do you read books on the subject? Have you engaged with consultants who can help you devise a working modern strategy for 2019? Have you a video channel? Is video something you've yet to explore, something which could, you know, yield untold results 
there are lots of people out there absolutely crushing it on video, generating traffic local and international to their training business. Maybe that's something you could look at too. Do you have a strategy for devising blog posts? Have you blog posts from your portfolio from the last two years, which you could maybe repurpose uh, and boost using social media, Facebook ads? Um, if you're curious about Facebook ads, there are some great courses out there, of course. Um, and one book I'm reading right now is from Entrepreneur Magazine. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising by Perry Marshall. So, you know, if you're curious about a, an online strategy, maybe it's time to read books and to find out about these things yourself. You can always bring in consultants once you know exactly the language and the acronyms, the terms, and the kind of strategies which are open to you. Um, I got the chance to jump to, to bump into a guy called Jay Bear this year at uh, a conference in London. And Jay Bear is more or less a marketing guru, uh, bar none. And he's recently written a book called Talk Triggers, which is all about helping businesses to think of ways to be talked about. It's a fascinating read. And as I've always told uh, my delegates, readers are leaders. Leaders are readers. So perhaps there's some great books you can find out about and read to help you develop an online strategy in 2019. In terms of offline strategy, what works for me is public speaking, because when I get on front of events, um, be they some local chambers of commerce or industry events, I always find that I've got the basis or reason to generate some kind of conversation with someone in the audience afterwards. And almost invariably, every single time, I promise you something comes from it. Either someone gives you a call out of the blue, or someone has a question based upon the content you've shared with them. So is public speaking part of your marketing for 2019? Um, if you are an associate trainer, a training business owner, but you work as a trainer for other training companies, maybe you need to contact new training providers in 2019. Are you writing for industry magazines? Are there tasters you could run? In other words, workshops to generate interest in your training business. Have you thought about direct marketing? Even things like direct mail to many people seem old-fashioned, but because everyone increasingly is going towards online marketing, there are those I've spoken to who said that there's a gap opened up now for direct marketing. It's funny how some of the old things are still working. Um, direct mail shots, for example. Um, have you a strategy for cold calling? in 2019. Have you thought about the kinds of training awards you'd like to be eligible for? That would generate some kind of talk trigger. Uh, when it comes to online, as I mentioned, you've got all kinds of strategies. So in ref if, if you think about it, you actually have to have both. You really have to have both these days. In 2019, you've got to have some offline, you've got to have online, and you've got to have clarity on where you're going to invest money in both of those and what your targets are. Okay, so more about that, by the way, in a future episode in 2019. We'll be talking about online and offline strategies, specifically in separate episodes. Okay, number three, what are your relationship goals for 2019? And again, there are two things here, existing relationships and new relationships. Let's look at existing relationships first. When it comes to existing relationships, we're talking about deepening them. Can you move current relationships you have to a new level? Are there particular companies who come to you for specific training needs or, or solutions? And maybe, you know, you've not yet talked to them about what else you do. It's amazing how many clients don't know that we as training providers provide program X or solution Y or coaching and not just training or maybe some kind of help yourself e-learning program if you're 
clients or prospective clients or your current clients, more importantly, don't know exactly what you do. It's actually your problem, not theirs. So it's really up to you to make sure that clients are aware of all the things you can do. Maybe there are great testimonials or case studies you can share. Have you thought about those? Have you some great stories from your past which you could share with prospective clients? Are they on your website? Are they in brochures? How can people find them? How can you move from supplier to trusted advisor in your current relationships? And if you're curious about what that term means, trusted advisor, a good book I would recommend is called The Challenger Sale. So as I said, something to keep in mind is that leaders are readers. So you should be making time, set time aside every single week to read some top books in your field. And don't overlook the most important relationship you have, the most important existing relationship you have as a training business owner. And that, of course, is with your team, your salespeople, your administrators, your people in accounts, uh, your people talking to your prized assets, your customers. You absolutely have to focus on your team, not neglect them. Make sure they stay with you because they are walking assets. And it's very easy to become focused on people external to our business, our customers, new or existing, and to overlook the relationship we have with the people who actually keep the lights on. That's right, our team. We need to really ensure that we're cultivating the relationship with them and we're engaging them to the best of their ability. Think of the skill-will matrix. It's something you might very well be aware of. How can we ensure that we have a team that bring their best selves to work? Okay, so that's existing relationships. Now let's talk about new relationships. The strategy for new relationships is to create. The strategy for existing relationships is to deepen. So when it comes to new relationships, have you a target list of connections you want to make in 2019 for your training business? And have you, perhaps in the form of a spreadsheet, score them with a revenue target? Have you prioritized them? Um, have you a list of maybe conferences you need to go to in 2019? In fact, now's the time to start really thinking about investing time and money in going along to conferences, maybe hiring a booth for your training business, maybe flying to another country to generate business in maybe the States or the Middle East or the EU or Asia, whatever. Get on a plane, get on a train and go and meet people. It'll always be much more effective and longer lasting than meeting people virtually. There are limits to online networking. Maybe you could join a local chapter of a business organization. Uh, for example, in the States, you might join the ATD. Uh, that's the Association for Talent Development, which is probably the largest uh, professional L&D organization in the US. You have equivalents in your country, if you're not in the US. And thinking of conferences, the ATD conference uh, is next year in May 2019. It's December 2018 right now as I'm recording this episode. And the ATD conference takes place in Washington, D.C. in May 2019. And the opening speaker is Oprah. So you might enjoy that. It's perhaps worthwhile thinking about, can you afford that this year? It is not a cheap event to go to. Many of these events are not cheap to go to, but in thinking of cost-benefit analysis, maybe the investment will yield results or dividends down the line. Uh, something else you might look at is the Training Industry Conference and Expo in June in North Carolina. And if you're over here on this side of the pond in the UK, uh, there is the CIPD 
um, Manchester conference in the UK in November in 2019. So they're just some of the conferences which come to mind. So again, think of ways to deepen your existing relationships and to create new relationships. Number four, this is the final thing today, and that is what are your investment goals? So brief recap, we've talked about uh, what your revenue goals for 2019 are, what your marketing goals for 2019 are, what your relationship goals for 2019 are, and now we're looking at what your investment goals are. And as before, there are two parts to this. First of all, there is yourself, and then there is the business. So let's dive into investment goals for yourself, first of all. So what do I mean by investing in yourself? Well, literally that. It means thinking of courses you could benefit from. Maybe a digital marketing course so that you're familiar with trends and technologies which are emerging. Uh, If one of your strengths is not reading or not being able to read financial statements, and yes, some of us could be better than that area, uh, hands up, um, maybe a course on finance for non-financial managers might help you as a training business owner. Maybe there is reading which you've got to do. Maybe there are books you keep coming across, but you've not yet set aside time to read those. Are you subscribing to magazines like Forbes or the Harvard Business Review or Training Journal or Entrepreneur or Inc. or any one of many qualifications which give you ideas and give you the kinds of tools to think about trends and technology and opportunities for your training business? Maybe there are aspects of technology which are kind of above your head. I'm thinking of a company called Decoded.com, D-E-C-O-D-E-D.com. That's Decoded. And they're based in London, but they also have operations in other parts of the world, including New York. And the reason I mention this business is that their specialism as a training company is in helping to decode, demystify, decipher what sometimes could be perceived to be complex or difficult technology And Decoded specializes in running these courses for people who are not technical. Brilliant idea. So as you can imagine, um, they do a lot of work with the senior leadership teams of many companies whose jobs don't require them to be technical, but they still need to be able to have some kind of technical understanding uh, so that when they're talking to clients, they're able to talk about digital strategy. So maybe that's something to look about. And speak, uh, look on. And that's uh, something else which pops into my mind right now, which is the, the subject of return on investment. And increasingly, with tightening budget, um, it's a question that you need to be able to answer as a training business owner. How can you justify or prove to a client, existing or, or future, that you can prove they will generate a return on investment if they spend money with you? Now, if you listen back to episodes six and seven with Katie Caselli and Kevin Yates, respectively, Uh, My guests on those episodes talked about the ways that you as a training business provider or owner can justify training investment to your clients and how how you can actually track and provide proof that your training programs work. So that's something to really think about. Are you able to talk that language of return on investment, talk the language of code and technology, understand financial statements, and maybe familiarize yourself with trends from the marketplace? So that's the self side of things. The next thing is the business investment goals. Could you do with working with a VA or virtual assistant in 2019 to free up your time? Are there tasks thinking of the 
uh, time management matrix. That's those four quadrants, urgent and important, not urgent, not important, etc. Are there things which a VA would help you to do by freeing up time so that you can get them to focus on low-value tasks, whereas you focus on high-value tasks? Could you perhaps invest in a mentor for your training business? Could you work with a PR agency to get you copy in local or national publications? Is there an accounting package you could invest in to get away from those spreadsheets and to get your stuff into the cloud securely, safely, so you can access it and run all kinds of analysis and statistics and reporting on your data? And someone can help you do that, by the way. Lots of people out there who will specialize in taking your data, of course, taking into account privacy, but helping you to uncover opportunities based upon the data provided you've kept that, of course. Um, Thinking of business investment goals, could you develop e-learning products? Is that something you could look at doing? Um, Is there budget or a business case to be made for investing in your brand? Could you make over the brand or have a brand makeover in 2019? And is your technology up to date? Are you compliant with GDPR or other forms of data protection legislation in your part of the world? So there we have it. Four things to think about. I know I did a lot of talking and gave you a lot of questions, but the reason is there's actually a lot to think about for 2019. So break these four things down and analyze them and then break down your calendar next year into four quarters. And so you should be reviewing your progress in each of these four areas in March, in June, in September, and in December. And you should establish ways now to measure those goals, and of course, to share the good news with your team. It's essential as training business owners that we let the people who work with us virtually, uh, consultants or full-time employees, how we're doing. It's important that we share the vision with them, that we set a collective reward for achieving milestones, and we clarify then what the reward is for us as a training business team when we achieve all our targets, some of our targets. And of course, what's the kicker to help us succeed and exceed those goals? Now, as I said, you can use the worksheet and I really would recommend that you use the worksheet to accompany this episode. Please feel free to download this and to use this to go back again and again and again so that you are clear on these four things and maybe more for 2019. This is the last episode for 2018. It just remains for me to thank you so much for your encouragement, for your listenership, for your, yeah, all the the emails and, and thanks and recommendations and advice. So as we approach the new year, 2019, I'm actually very excited for next year, but I can't tell you yet why. There are a couple of surprise announcements coming early next year but we'll leave that till then this is as i said the last episode for 2018 we'll be back with a couple of changes in 2019 so please enjoy the christmas break or christmas as it's called in my tradition or hanukkah or the december holidays and wherever you are in the world take the time to meet with friends and family to reflect on the year past and to envision a successful year ahead oh and of course Please remind yourself why you love the training business as I do and would rather continue to do this than any other thing because remember, as training business owners, we are educators and enablers. We are facilitators and motivators. We are agents of personal growth and as yet untapped human potential. 
The world will need you and your training business again in 2019. Have a wonderful, happy new year and see you next year. Bye-bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.